Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Hello everybody, I am Connie. Thank you for joining us for another episode of our program this Saturday night. Today, it's our great privilege to have Dr. Hofstadter in the program. And the goal of today's conversation is to understand how tumor exosomes regulate fibroblast behavior during metastasis. So, Dr. Hofstadter, welcome to our podcast, and thanks so much for joining us. Good evening, every dear friend in the audience. Thank you for your invitation, dear Connie. I'm very glad to be here. In the last program, we discussed the contribution of tumor exosomes to the establishment of the pre-metastatic niche. And we concluded that tumor-secreted exosomes affect the behavior of different cell types in the pre-metastasis microenvironment and prepare the pre-metastasis microenvironment in the sentinel lymph. The upregulation of tumor exosomes on angiogenic molecules and extracellular matrix remodeling proteins in these regions promotes the formation of a suitable microenvironment for metastasis. And Dr. Hofstadter has introduced the role of tumor-derived exosomes in metastasis. It can be described as that with the development of a primary tumor, secreted exosomes and microbubbles will affect specific groups of fibroblasts, endothelial cells, and bone marrow cells to cooperate to support metastasis. So maybe Dr. Hofstadter, could you please explain this part in more detail? Sure, specifically, tumor exosomes and microbubbles promote the secretion of angiogenic factors in fibroblasts and endothelial cells, thus triggering their metastasis-promoting behavior. Exosomes secreted by tumors also promote the activation of endothelial cells and enhance their survival, proliferation, and activation. Similarly, tumor vesicle exosomes enhance fibroblast survival and promote their myofibroblast differentiation and anchor independent growth. I want to add that exosomes secreted by primary tumors may also affect bone marrow progenitor cells and myelogenous suppressor cells. I believe we have just begun to explore the contribution of tumor exosomes to the formation of pre-metastatic niche, and many problems remain to be solved. For example, tumor exosomes enter different organs and tissues, the targeting mechanism that mediates the interaction between tumor exosomes and receptor cells, the identity of target cells, and their response to exosome uptake. Last but not least, I think the molecular mechanisms of these reactions are areas of great interest for future research. So maybe, Dr. Hofstadter, we can focus on the regulation of tumor exosomes on metastatic behavior today. Yeah, I agree. First of all, we should understand that tumor metastasis is a multi-stage process. It includes the spread of malignant cells from the primary tumor, survival, transmission in the circulation, and finally colonization in distant organs. Each of these steps is achieved through the synergistic interaction between cancer cells and non-malignant cells in the tumor microenvironment. As you know, invasion is a sign of metastatic cells and is necessary for tumor cells to escape from primary tumors, transplant, and grow outward in metastatic organs. 
I think we have made great progress in understanding the mechanism of tumor invasion in the past decade. An epithelial mesenchymal transformation process and extracellular matrix remodeling are related to regulating many aspects of tumor invasion and metastasis. Okay. How about secreted proteins? Can you give us some examples showing their work in metastasis? And how do you see angiogenesis, another basic characteristic of tumor cells, affects metastasis behavior? Well, breast cancer cells, for example, express their ability to initiate metastasis by expressing tenacin C in the metastatic site. This is a protein associated with lung metastasis and invasiveness. I think angiogenesis explains their metastatic behavior. Angiogenesis is essential to provide nutrition and oxygen supply, and to expel metabolic waste and carbon dioxide from growing tumors. In addition, it promotes tumor metastasis by making cancer cells enter the circulation and promoting the continued growth of tumor cells at the metastatic site. Recent studies have shown that tumors can achieve angiogenesis through a variety of strategies. These include, but are not limited to the activation of normally quiescent endothelial cells, and the recruitment and differentiation of bone marrow-derived and tissue-resident progenitor cells. Fibroblasts are the main component of the tumor matrix. Activated fibroblasts have also been suggested to play a central role in promoting the migration and invasion of tumor cells. How do we understand the role of tumor exocrine in regulating the behavior of fibroblasts during metastasis? Well, so far, little is known about the role of tumor exosomes in mediating mutual signal transduction between tumor cells and related fibroblasts. But tumor exosomes do give the transformation characteristics of normal fibroblasts and endothelial cells. For example, encourage independent growth and enhanced viability, and they can also trigger the transformation of fibroblasts into myofibroblasts. I know one study directly illustrates the role of tumor exosomes in mediating the interaction between cancer cells and stromal fibroblasts to enhance tumor invasion and metastasis. In this study, the authors showed that lung cancer cell-derived exosomes can stimulate stromal fibroblasts to express angiogenic factors, such as interleukin-8 and 11, leukemia inhibitory factor, oncostatin, and so on. These factors in turn lead to phosphorylation that activates the signaling transducers and activators of STAT3, AKT, and MAPK in lung cancer cells. That is, if tumor cells are treated in vitro with a conditioned medium collected from fibroblasts stimulated by tumor exosomes, the mobility of these tumor cells and their adhesion to endothelial cells is enhanced. Am I right? Completely correct. More importantly, when tumor cells are treated with a conditioned medium harvested from fibroblasts and stimulated by tumor exosomes were administered intravenously to mice they exhibited higher metastatic potential in vivo. However, as far as I know, the identity of effector molecules in this reciprocal communication has not been discovered, and maybe in future studies, it can be addressed. Recent studies have shown that lung cancer stimulates the expression of matrix metalloproteinases in fibroblasts through CD147 released by membrane vesicles usually larger than exosomes so as to promote tumor invasion and metastasis. 
In addition, membrane vesicles derived from prostate cancer cells can activate fibroblasts to increase migration and anti-apoptotic ability. And I also want to add that they promote the shedding of exosomes of activated fibroblasts and increase the migration and invasion of tumor cells through chemokine ligands. However, it's unclear whether exosomes regulate the availability of these specific molecules and other matrix metalloproteinase inducers, chemokines, and their corresponding receptors in a similar manner. I see. Besides cytokines, I've read about the contributions of exosomal microRNAs to the metastasis of various types of tumors in multiple studies. Can you give us an example? Absolutely, a team of researchers found that liver cancer cells exhibit a robust ability to convert normal hepatic stellate cells into cancer-associated fibroblasts. They revealed that exosomal microRNA21 in liver cancer cells can lead to the activation of the AKT signaling pathway in hepatic stellate cells. Activated cancer-associated fibroblasts further promote cancer metastasis by secreting angiogenesis-related factors. I mean, this suggests that high levels of serum exosomal microRNA21 are associated with stronger activation of cancer-associated fibroblasts and higher blood vessel density in liver cancer patients. And one thing I think worth mentioning is that they provide potential targets for the prevention and treatment of liver cancer. That's very inspiring and probably one of the reasons why we have decided to be in biotech. At the end of the day, we're trying to make an impact on patients. Okay, I think that's all content we have today. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and look forward to continuing our discussion in the next program. See you next time.